Hey everybody, how's it going? This is Stephanie Postles, your host, and I'm joined by my co-host Albert Chow. Albert, hello. How's it? Throwing up those gang signs. They love signs. My feet, my so my pinky doesn't really work. Because did I ever tell you about the time I basically ripped my pinky off my hand? I feel like you did, but you can tell me again if it's a good enough story. It's not if that it's good. Not. It's surgically reattached, Pass. but it was held together just Ew. by skin. Yeah, it was only the skin was the only thing Ew. connected. Anyways. It got reconnected. I'm fine. It still works. It doesn't work as good as the worried. other pinky. <laughs> it doesn't bend as good as the other pinky. That's all. That's why my love signs so look we... bad. Oh, yeah. It doesn't look. Mm, okay. Well, so if anyone's wondering why we're starting off this way, you're making I'm fun not of me exactly for a sure. physical handicap. That's messed up. I know. Here I am. Oh, send people after me. So today we're actually talking about a different topic that's not about your undetached, attached pinky. Uh, it's it's about on. what happens when you lose, it's back on, what happens when you lose large percentages of your revenue, which was us back in uh, December of 2022. And so for the past many episodes, we've more been talking about like 2017, 2018, 2019, far ago, long time ago. Albert and I realized we're like, we haven't even caught people up on like the crazy shitstorm that happened in 2022. So I want to talk about that today of like, what does it look like when you lose, I don't know, 70% of your revenue? I mean, yeah. I'm kind of it's close. winging the number right now ish. It's close. A very about large portion of it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think we should yep. probably back up just a second and kind of lay down the detail of when we even found, found out. So we were going mm-hmm. in, we were thinking 2023 was going to be a great year. We had just signed a handful of new contracts and customers. We had new shows coming out. Things were looking as bright as could be. We issued bonuses to the team. We go away on break. We had verbal commits from a lot of our clients too. We had more verbal commits from our clients. I mean, things legit felt great. A lot of people said, let's pick up the conversations in 2023. And we said, sounds great. We took our annual, hey, final two weeks of the year. We're not going to publish. Let's all go relax and spend time with family and do some important stuff. And we're doing that. And then you get the phone call of, I mean, it wasn't even that it was a dreaded phone call. It was like completely unexpected. I think we knew that there was a possibility some companies would roll back a little bit in total shows, but you got a surprising phone call that was unlike any other. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, we were planning for a 50% cut, which we've never experienced before. So we were like, we thought we were being very conservative. And then an email. We budgeted our business for a 50% cut in some of our existing customers, which would be catastrophic for some, but we were projecting 50% potentially. And we were staffed for it. Yep. Yep. And then I'm snowboarding with family, having a good time. And an email comes in, hey, can you hop on the phone from Salesforce? I'm like, oh no. Like my whole body went like literally cold where I was like, this is not good. They like these people who are emailing me, I don't ever really talk to them other than they're like the final approvers on the contract. And they wanted to talk that day or the next day. And so of course I already knew like, this is not good. Get on there. And essentially they had to pull back, not one, not two, all three of their sponsorships of marketing trends, up next in commerce and IT visionaries. Three of our, mind you, top shows, the best downloads, the best guests. Like, I mean, these are our top performing shows and they didn't really have a reason. And of course, you know, back in December, I didn't really 
know what was to come. I mean, we knew the market was very shaky. We were predicting things to not go that, that great for 2023 with tech. But um, soon after, we started seeing the layoffs coming with Salesforce and all the other companies. Uh, But the shitty thing was, it was December and like almost Christmas, a week or two away. And so when I get that call, I feel like I just have to kind of... We were days away from Christmas. Like we were like two or three days from Christmas. Yeah. And I was like, I cannot even tell my team right now. Like how shitty would that be? Be like, hey, uh, let me call you guys. You know, those great bonuses you just got and how excited Albert and I were about the upcoming year. Yeah. Now we actually might have to make huge changes at our company. And so I kind of had to stew in silence by myself on this ski trip. And the only person I could call was you because I knew you could handle it. Uh, I was like, eh, Albert doesn't really have emotions. He'll be fine. I can call him. He'll just try, <laughs> try and help me figure it and out. That's not fair. <laughs> not fair. Not fair. Yes, I do. But I did say, hey, listen, uh, you know, we were, I was, I was on vacation with my family and we just, you know, we just talked it through and we said, hey, listen, like we cannot solve this problem in the next handful mm-hmm. of days. Why make our team members, be, you know, the news is going to be bad, but let's at least give them this gift, which is the gift of, um, a stress-free vacation, if you will, mm-hmm. right? And then, so that's what we made. This I don't know if we made the right decision. I still feel good you know, about did it. We withhold. Yeah, did did some people feel like that they didn't have enough time to learn about it and so on? But when we came back in January, we dropped the news that hey, we have we've lost almost you know we've lost a substantial piece of revenue that we were forecasting and depending on. We had to rescind job offers. Like you had seen that this was happening. For example, I know Coinbase had to rescind job offers. There were people that had left their big high paying jobs at Goldman mm-hmm. Sachs to go to Coinbase yeah. and Coinbase was rescinding offers. Like, so this was not unique to just us. We had to rescind one, which uh, we'll, we'll go into some of the individuals that were impacted that we think are killer people mm-hmm. out there. Um, so we'll save that so they can have the dedicated, little dedicated segments for them. But it was it was a big challenge. We started telling people um, we told, we told people the first day they got back, it was, you could hear a pin drop. Mm-hmm. It was like the, it was the most painful thing to tell the team and, and, uh, Steph and I made a decision that, you know, I don't know if we were right, but this is the decision we made. We said, Hey, listen, we really only have a month of runway left to have at this staff, the staff point. We said either a, we all pitch in and try to go as hard as we can and try to save it. B, you can step away now if you say this is already too much of a headache. I, I, I can't deal with this, Stephanie. I need to go looking for a job now. We said we would pay in full through the end of January, uh, January yeah. until we made any additional financial decisions. So whether there was going to be pay cuts or so on. So that's how we approached it. I don't know if we did it right, but that's how we chose to do it. Yeah. I mean, that was definitely oh, getting like goosebumps even thinking about that time of just going back and seeing the excitement on the team's face of just like ready to crush the year and having to tell that to them it was probably one of the saddest conversations I've had to have like looking around at every single person who was so excited um but I feel like now would actually be a great time to kind of give some shout outs to some people that I mean if you all are looking for great people when it comes to production audio writing like booking amazing guests being able to talk to the c-suite I mean we have a badass team we always have and the couple people that we had to let go i want to give them a shout out in case you all are looking or like i know someone who's looking for this kind of role albert who do you want to shout out first let's start with aaron stenhouse 
she was going to join our team, but unfortunately she was not able to, we had to rescind her job offer. Aaron worked with us as a con- subcontractor and she was contract to hire. We were definitely going to hire her. Her experience goes back to working on the Jim Collins research team. She is extremely smart, driven individual. She is, you know, I don't know if she's available for work right now, but she's, she's very sharp. If anyone wants to communicate with someone who has their act together, who can learn a variety of skill sets, who's used to also dealing with very, let's say important people, C-suite people, has good rapport with everybody in communications, quick and prompt. Erin Stenhouse, look her up. Give her a shout. Yeah, yeah, she's great. And next one, we've got uh, Dan Ruddy. He was our editor-in-chief. I mean, when you talk about an epic people manager that describes him, I literally put all of our producers, audio engineers, I mean, everyone under him. And he took care of that team in a way that I definitely was not even able to. I mean, he was so masterful when it came to that. So... Dan Reddy, our editor-in-chief, but he could be great in so many different roles as well. There you go. A lot of leaders get criticized for how they make decisions when it comes to the layoffs. And I want to say real quick, there is no right. I don't know if there's a right mm-hmm. way. They're like, you know, I, I we thought about this very, very thoroughly. I don't know if we made the right call, but we made the calls that we made. I want to also, everyone should know that Stephanie and myself, we took pay cuts down to the it's basically as low as it can go so that you're still a full-time employee and then still for myself i know that we might not be done meaning you and i like we might have to do some more i don't know but we went we went we were very cautious i would say and thoughtful in doing this and so that's why we have such great glowing things to say um so i'm going to give a shout out to david snadiecki david's my personal metal buddy i lost my metal chat buddy in uh (laughs) on our slack david is based in south carolina he has producer credits to multiple shows david is i would say a quiet soft-spoken but driven individual the guy gets a ton of work done for video for editing he was asked to learn something that he had no familiarity with in regards to setting up youtube pages and uh, leveraging some of the social platforms that he just wasn't as familiar with. And he dove right in. He was able to get us control of accounts. He was able to unify a look. He was able to set publishing schedules to the right way when we, and we produce a lot of content. And so I thought he did an excellent job. So David Snydiecki, he's out there. If you're looking for a person to run a content or uh, I would say a content driven project, he is, or a content driven team, he's the right type of person to put in the team because the guy just cranks work and it's a it was awesome work yeah yeah he's great yep and last but not least james powell such a fun character such a great guy he was our uh head video editor and he was also managing video contractors as well so great skill set he had um if you're looking for great video work i mean check out all of our mission videos and that mostly is him or his contracting team that he had hired so shout out james powell yeah yeah, and he was able to he was able to get us off some so like just so we let everyone know, we produce so much content. So I mean, Stephanie and I found this to be true, which was people can, might be great at making a video, mm-hmm. but once you hit a certain critical mass or scale, all of another company's processes become very stressed and challenged. And we were unfortunately we broke some of the partners we work with. I mean, we just they just couldn't keep up. 
And it was great for having James help find us a team that could build some level of capacity, giving us a process that could do some capacity. I think we might have, you know, we anything can be made better, but he he helped us a lot there. I think that's true of every startup. When you see the output or you see the content being created, you might think it's easy, you know, just coming out, it's easy. Oh, look, they have an oil, oil machine. But as we all know, behind the doors, it's always chaos. It's always challenging. So James did a great job streamlining a process for us so that we could get out what we needed to get out on time, which was awesome. Yep, yeah. So if y'all need some good hires, go find them. We will link them up in the show notes. Um, and in the next episode, if you're like, okay, how are you all still alive? What's happening? We're going to give you guys a quick little update in the next episode on what we're doing now, what we're trying, um, bets we're making. And yeah, we'll fill you in on the next one. We'll see you there. Excellent. Till next time. Hey, listeners, thanks for tuning into this episode. I hope you enjoyed it as much as I did. If you haven't already, please subscribe, rate, and review this podcast. It helps spread the word, and I would greatly appreciate it. See you next time.